Hello and welcome. You're tuned to Finding Truth Matters with Dr. Andrew Corbett. God will raise up prophets and he will raise up dreamers. Had any great dreams lately? Sometimes dreams are random and weird. Sometimes they are the means by which God shows himself. God reveals himself through his word and it's well documented that he also reveals himself through dreams. Seriously. Let's find out more by joining Dr. Corbett now. Tell them they're dreaming. So we're in Jeremiah 29. This is probably the most fridge-magneted portion of Scripture of any part of the Bible. And this is verses 8 and 9. We're just looking at two verses. We're not going to take a whole lot of time here, but I hope you get something out of this. And I've called this, tell them they're dreaming. Tell them they're dreaming. Now, Eddie G picked up on this straight away. He, He said, Jeremiah must have been prophesying to some people near an airport that won't make any sense to you unless you've seen the movie the castle Um, tell them they're dreaming that famous line dad what's a pulpit is in that movie a pulpit is what a preacher uses son well there's well there's one going cheap in the trading post How much do they want for it, he says. <laughs> what? Tell them they're dreaming. <laughs> it's, it's even freaky that you all know the scriptures. <laughs> what a classic movie. Let's have a look at this. Verse 8. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, do not let your prophets and your diviners, other translations have dreamers, um, here, but we'll see this in a moment. Who are among you deceive you? Do not listen to the dreams that they dream. Verse 9 For it is a lie that they are prophesying to you in my name. I did not send them, declares the Lord. Jeremiah 29, verses 8 and 9. The scripture says, 1 Thessalonians 5 Do not despise prophecy, don't despise it. So we as a church don't want to be resistant to someone exercising a prophetic gift, a word of knowledge gift in our church. We are not cessationist. We do not believe these gifts have ceased. We believe that they are still given by God to the church today. So in this section here, it does raise the question, because here's Jeremiah prophesying certain things. Here's by far the majority of other people prophesying something completely different to Jeremiah. What's going on? This begs the question, how does God speak to people? How does God speak to people? You know, if all we had was the word of God and we were to ask that question and we were to go through the word and we had plenty of time because the plane has crashed, everyone has died, we've landed safely and all we've got is a Bible, no other book and we've got plenty of coconuts and plenty of bananas and pineapples and plenty of bacon and we're all good. And fish, and we've got, and bread, and Krispy Kreme donuts, and we've got, we've got the Bible, and all we did is just go through the Bible. What would we conclude about how God speaks? What would we conclude? I think we would have to conclude the most obvious thing that God speaks firstly, primarily through His written word. I mean, duh, because this is it. We're actually hearing God speak and asking, how does God speak? It is the written word, the word of God. And I think we would be most convinced of that when we get to the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, and we would discover how often Jesus quoted the Bible. 
and what Jesus said about the Bible. The Bible, Jesus said, is words of life. Jesus said that in, in the scriptures, you find eternal life. In the scriptures, which cannot be broken, Jesus said. So the written word of God is the primary way God speaks. If you are struggling to hear from God, I have a question for you. How is your devotional Bible reading going? I, I, I don't mean verse of the day. I mean time alone, still your soul, prayerfully approaching scripture. That would be my question to you. Secondly, we would look at scripture and we would read of people that God used to speak his word. And this would seem to be the second way that God communicates to people through gifted people. God would speak through gifted people. Sometimes they were designated prophets. Sometimes they were designated his. That's it. That's the only criteria. His. Sometimes God would even speak through people who didn't know him. There's this amazing scripture where Gamaliel says, it's better that one man die for the nation than that the nation dies. And John says, this he spake by the Holy Spirit. And he didn't even know it. So God can speak through gifted people who have the gift of prophecy. God can speak through his people. God can speak through people who don't even realise that God's using them. We could talk about people going to movies and getting an, an epiphany, a revelation from God, from actors who do not live for God. And yet God can use people generally. Here's the third way that we see in Scripture. God can speak through direct <coughs> revelation. God can put something into your soul, a knowledge in your soul. You now know something and you're not exactly sure how you know it. Direct revelation. We read in 1 Corinthians 14, and it's not listed as a gift of the Spirit, by the way, but in 1 Corinthians 14, I think it's about verse 26, that when some of you meet together, some have received a revelation. So God can reveal things to you by direct revelation. And then the fourth thing that we're going to see, and I think it is in this order, the fourth thing we're going to see, but here's where the order becomes a little bit confusing. Because the most common way we're going to read in Scripture of God speaking is through dreams. It's, it's very early on in Genesis that we read of Abimelech having a dream of Abraham having a dream, of Joseph having a dream, of Pharaoh having a dream. We haven't left Genesis yet. Pharaoh having a dream. We then get into Exodus and Numbers, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and it's talking about when God gives a dream. This, it, was, it seems like it was the most ancient way people heard from God, especially when they didn't have a Bible, when they didn't have a prophet, when they didn't have a church of redeemed people that they could fellowship with. God would speak in dreams and not just to people who knew him. In fact, most commonly, God speaks to people 
who don't know him through dreams. We think of Pharaoh. We think of Abimelech in Genesis 20. We think of Nebuchadnezzar in the book of Daniel, who eventually came to God. He surrendered to God through a dream. We think of the wise men who were warned in a dream not to go back to Herod. We think of these people who had a dream. We think of Pilate's wife. The night before her husband cast judgment on Christ, she had a dream about Jesus without having met him. God most commonly spoke to people who didn't know him through dreams. This is interesting. It also seems that the New Testament talks about people whom God has particularly gifted with the ability to interpret dreams. This is where God appears to be the great artist. He appears to be the one who, who puts symbolism into much of what he says. We remember Pharaoh who had a dream of seven fat cows and seven skinny cows and the skinny cows ate the fat cows and, and it was Joseph who came along and interpreted that after Pharaoh told the dream. That's not bad. And as it, I say it's not bad because as it turns out, we have from Egyptian records the history of where Egypt actually did stockpile and it aligns with what we know in scripture. That's not bad. But what's even more impressive is Daniel. I think Daniel's the most impressive man in the Bible apart from Christ. And there's Daniel before a king who says, I want all you supposed dream interpreters to interpret my dream. And of course, their question was, would be the same question I would ask. Okay, fine. Tell me a dream. No, you tell me my dream. That puts an element of difficulty into the interpretation. And so Daniel prays, God, show me. And God does. Shows him the dream and then gives him the interpretation of the dream. I asked God, says Daniel, and God has shown me. What you saw was a statue with a head of gold. Breastplate, a breast of bronze. Thighs of, of iron and feet of iron and clay. You, King Nebuchadnezzar, are the head of gold. It's an interesting statement, by the way. Put Nebuchadnezzar in the prominent position, even though the Babylonian Empire was the smallest empire of the world empires listed in this. But because Nebuchadnezzar gave his life to Christ, he was, or gave his life to God, he was honoured head of gold. Then came the Persian Empire. It then says that the Persian Empire uh, is broken into four. Actually, says it in this vision. And that then then came the Roman Empire, iron, and then Rome, iron, and Israel is known as the land, the earth. The, sometimes you read in the Bible the whole earth, and it's speaking not of the globe, but of the land of Israel, the earth. And so dirt, soil, clay came to represent the people of Israel. And so iron and clay mixed together doesn't mix together. And, and it says in this vision, this is what Daniel told the king, this is the dream you had, that the iron and clay, the feet of iron and clay 
will be a union that won't quite work. And the iron was Rome and the clay was Israel and they both decided to stand on a stone, the rock, Jesus. And it says, but instead, and that's what happened by the way, wasn't it? Rome and Israel decided to put Christ to death. But it says, instead, the stone struck the foot and became a mighty rock that filled the whole planet. Daniel chapter 2, verse 20. That's incredible. Because we're now seeing exactly what Daniel saw. So that's a dream that Daniel not only interpreted, but God showed him what it was. So some people had the gift of having dreams. And we read later on in the book of Daniel that Daniel indeed did have dreams. Of course, if you're asleep and God gives you uh, a vision, it's, it's called a dream. Old men dream dreams. Young men, like myself, we <laughs> don't need to be asleep. We just go into a serious state of napping and it's called having a vision. So in the daytime, a dream is called a vision. So young men see, uh, old men dream dreams, young men will see visions. It's essentially the same kind of thing. The interesting thing is that because this is the most frequent way God spoke, we read in the very last book of the Bible, the entire book of Revelation is one dream called a vision. The whole thing is a dream or a vision. Now, in a moment, where we're going to go with this is I'm going to hopefully increase your sensitivity to perhaps dreams that God gives you. So this is what scripture says, Deuteronomy 13 verse 1, if a prophet or a, notice this expression, dreamer. So this is, this is very well established, a dreamer, that God would use dreams. A dreamer dreams, arises among you and gives you a sign or a wonder. Now at this point, Deuteronomy is saying that this is not a problem. God will raise up prophets and he will raise up dreamers. So this is, not the, this is not the issue. Let's have a look at the next verse. And the sign or wonder that he tells you comes to pass. Well, that must surely mean that they're from God, right? Uh, and if he says, let us go after other gods which you have not known, let us serve them. And we'll come back to that in a moment because I want you to see what's happening here. And then verse 3, you shall not listen to the words of that prophet, or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. So what's just happened here? The dream has to be compared to the written word of God. That's it. Because what's being said here is if the one who has a dream says, here's my dream, and it happens. It's a prediction of the future, and it happens. Ordinarily, you think, well... They must be right. Let us go and worship other gods. And this can sound not as straightforward as that. It can actually sound like something that doesn't immediately sound wrong. You, after all, don't have to pray to a God who is out there because God lives in you. Therefore, pray to Yourself. Anyone's little antennas go up and go, that doesn't quite sound right, but it probably makes sense. Cause, and that's the confusion. That's where it comes in. And they, they say these things where 
they, they, they quote scriptures like, um, uh, God has, or, has authorized us to speak into existence those things which are not as if they were. Sounds convincing until you actually read the scripture. And that's not what it says. It says, God, the creator, spoke into existence those things which were not as if they were. And it's a divine prerogative, not a prerogative that he's given us. And I've heard people say that if you confess it enough, God has to get behind and create it. And you can keep your genie in the bottle theology to yourself because that's what that is. We love you, Pastor Andrew. This is really good. <laughs> we may look like we're not impressed, but don't worry about how we look. Okay. So here's the question. Why do some people prefer dreams than God's word? Because in a, in a dream, you can sell, you, you can sell, you can tell, sorry, it's a Freudian slip. You can tell people all sorts of things to make them feel good. I mean, think about it. If this Bible was the product of man, isn't there a whole stack of stuff that makes us uncomfortable that we take out of it? It kind of, that in itself tells us that this is God's word. Many of you have heard that before we came here, we came here on the basis of a vision, literally a vision. I was not asleep. I was not even in serious nod land. I was just awake. I wasn't even doing anything spiritual. I wasn't on a rooftop. I hadn't been praying. I think I'd been playing solitaire or something on the computer. And God gave me a vision. And with that vision came the words, I'm sending you to Tasmania. And with that, we packed up and arrived. Not knowing anyone, not being invited, we came here on a vision. So if you're hearing me say, oh boy, he's really against visions and dreams. No, I'm just against really dumb ones. <laughs> I met Kim in a dream three months before I met Kim. Kim is the woman of my dreams. Literally. Thought I heard her name in my dream. That's another story. In the dream, her name was Ken. And I, I was so relieved when it wasn't Ken, it was Kim. And, but I, so I believe in dreams. I believe in visions. I believe God speaks through that. Why do some people prefer dreams rather than God's word? Because, because uh, here's a suggestion, it's a, it's a question, I'll put a question mark on the end of this. I think because you read God's word and it challenges you. I mean, I read God's word, I read something like Philippians chapter 2 and it calls me to be humble. It, it calls me to stop complaining and grumbling. Philippians 2.14. It calls me in Philippians 2.13 to trust that it's God who works and wills in me to do his good pleasure. I don't have to stress as if I'm constipated trying to find the will of God for my life. Because there are some Christians who do stress over that. We had a genuine prophet come down, just arrive at our door, just turned up and said, God has sent me. And God did send him. 
And he sat across our dinner table and he prophesied for six hours across our dinner table. It was weird. I believe in prophets. And he said this, Andrew, you, don't, you won't ever have to go looking for the will of God because all you have to do is keep walking with Jesus. And if you're with Jesus, you're in the will of God. Come on, that's like, sheesh, where'd that weight go? Man, I just got to walk with Jesus. Wow. And the word of God is quite a challenge. Sometimes the dreams are not. It's just a, a wonder that I'm, I'm wondering about. So God still speaks today through dreams to people. In fact, as I mentioned in scripture, it seems that God speaks to people who don't know him more often than not through dreams. Here's a report. This is fresh. And, and I've just picked one of them. And literally, there are literally thousands of these that I could have picked. But here's a report that's come in just the last couple of days. For at least 10 years, reports have been proliferating of Muslims converted to Christianity through dreams. A California magazine recently published the results of a survey of over 600 ex Muslims who now follow Jesus. Although dreams appear to play a minor role in the conversion of Westerners, over a quarter of those interviewed as former Muslims emphatically confirmed that it was dreams and visions that played a vital role in their conversion and helped them in difficult times, the survey said. Others have found the percentage to be higher. Carol Sanders, a missionary in South Africa, reported that among African Muslims, 42% of new believers come to Christ through visions, dreams, angelic appearances, and directly hearing God's voice. According to Dawn's Friday Facts, a website that focuses on missionary reports, Arab-speaking moderators explain supernatural experiences such as dreams, visions, healings, through prayer to Jesus. This is a hot topic in our region. People from all over the Middle East call us, telling how they were healed through prayer in Jesus' name. They quote one missionary as saying, Muslim listeners often call to tell us about the dreams and visions of Jesus, wanting to know what that means for them. Kim and I were recently at a dinner where the guest had just returned from Afghanistan. And he told us of one of his colleagues who wanted to, he felt God call him to take a carload of Bibles to a village. He loaded up his car. He had to go from Pakistan into Afghanistan, a very dangerous thing. So he wanted to do it in the dead of night. He got just over the border and his car stalled. Not good. Machine guns. Not good. Nothing he could do could get the car started. Around dawn, there was a tap on his window and the startled man looked out to see a bloke there who said to him, do you have the boxes for us? The man said, thinking this is the military, tricking him, he said, what boxes? He said, we don't know. Last night, our village had a dream where Jesus appeared to us in the dream and said, go to the border 
I have sent a man to you with boxes for you. He said, okay then. (laughs) Went out, unloaded the boxes from his car, put it in their car and they drove off. He got back in his car and the car started. This is not us telling you the story of somebody. We actually was right there with this guy telling us this. Does God speak through dreams today? Well, apparently tens of thousands of Muslims who are experiencing dreams of Jesus say he does. God still speaks today, not only through dreams, but his primary means is to speak through his word. God speaks through his word to his people today. Here's my challenge to you. Be sensitive to the dreams God gives you. But here's the thought. It occurred to me that perhaps there are people here right now and you've been having what might be a recurring dream. Perhaps God is speaking to you. Perhaps God is calling you to a closer walk with him, a greater devotion to him. Perhaps you've got questions and you've got this dream and you don't think they're related. Maybe they are. Maybe there are young people here, young men, whom God is chasing. And God's called you to be a pastor. Maybe not where it's easy and comfortable like Lagana. This is Disneyland compared to some parts of the world. But maybe God's calling you to lay down your life and serve him. And maybe the only way he can share that with you is through a dream. And maybe you're having that dream. Maybe there are people here and you've been running from God. Maybe you don't even know God. And you've been having some weird dreams. Weird dreams. Maybe it's time for you to surrender. And come to the one who is the author of your dreams. I invite you to pray this prayer. This prayer of surrender. Will you pray this with me? God, forgive me. Of my sins, come and live in me and help me to live for you. I thank you that you sent your son, Jesus, to die on the cross in my place. I want him to be Lord and Saviour of my life. Teach me what I need to know and help me to share with others what I now know. I pray. Amen. Amen. God reveals himself through his word, through gifted people, through direct revelation and through dreams. So don't discard the idea that your dreams could be significant and a word from God. Dr. Corbett continues next week, I know the plans I have for you. Podcasts and Finding Truth Matters resources, including tonight's program, Tell Them They're Dreaming, are available via the website findingtruthmatters.org or by contacting us at Lagana Media, PO Box 1143, Lagana, Tasmania 7277. For regular updates and special offers, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com/slash Finding Truth Matters. 
Dr Corbett is pastor of Lagana Christian Church and president of ICI Theological College Australia. We look forward to joining you again at the same time next week for another Finding Truth Matters.